guys and welcome back to Birmingham Fan TV. This is episode four of the Birmingham Fan TV podcast. And obviously, as you can see, no Mark today. Thank God I managed to get rid of him. <laughs> it only took me three episodes to get rid of him, but um, unfortunately he's back next week. He's actually on holiday, <laughs> so... He says he's on holiday. He's gone into hiding after the last four games. Do you think? I don't know. You have to ask him about that. He said if we lost to Villa, he'd go into hiding, so he's gone into hiding, basically. As you can see, I'm joined by my lovely assistant this afternoon. No, my assistant, my co-host <laughs> and co-founder of Birmingham Fan TV. It's Emily, and if you don't know who Emily is, you've been living under a rock recently. <laughs> Emily. Hi. First appearance on the podcast. Yeah, I'm really nervous. It's, it's something completely different to what I'm used to doing. I, well... I like to present, I like to be in front of the camera, but being a sort of assistant today is something that I'm not really used to, so it's going to be, it's going to be different. You're not an assistant, this is a joint thing. Um, Alright, not, yeah. not the main presenter then. No, no, no. <laughs> Look, you were last day try, I didn't have anyone. Yeah, well, you know. <laughs> no, I did, I just... Look what, I... She, look what he dragged in from the street. No, I thought it'd be interesting to get your view after the last sort of um, two weeks. To two weeks, four games, I think it'd be interesting to get your views on things. Let's try and keep a bit of positivity. I think that's what I wanted to bring in because Mark loves a good negative line. So I thought, why not? Ends positive, bring in some positivity, but thanks for coming in. <laughs> Thank not you. that you had any choice. Not had a choice. You live here anyway. So. <laughs> um, so yeah, guys, just before we do get into the um, podcast and dig into all the, the juicy topics that we do have for you today, um, don't forget to leave us a like on the podcast. Let us know that it's going well. Um, the key with the podcast is, is that you interact, so obviously leave us some comments down below. Don't forget to follow us on social media to let us know of questions everywhere when we do ask for them. I know it's not every week, but when we do, you guys can leave some questions and we can talk about it and interact. And uh, Go and follow us on Spotify and, in and iTunes as well. Uh, and give us a five-star rating on those and let us know and leave some, some nice comments down there. That'd be uh, super helpful to get people to, to see us and more people to interact with us guys but uh, thank you so much um, and yeah I think while it was a good week for the channel hitting a thousand subs Ooh, thanks it was, guys it was a bad week for blues yeah I just I can't yeah it I can't it, it wasn't great was it let's be honest um, four games now four defeats in the last two weeks no goals scored and I think it's one, two, three, four, five, six goals conceded, non-scored, four defeats. I mean, it's not like we're leaking goals for fun, but I think it's the goals. The goals have dried up. I know that this. Yeah. I think it's it's key to start here because I've had a lot of questions asking. Um, you know, is it worrying that the goals have dried up? Um, I don't think it's something that's been particularly highlighted this week by Blues fans. I don't think many of us has picked up that we actually haven't scored a goal in four games. And when you think about it like that, it's really bad. Yeah, I mean, it does worry me slightly. Um, at the beginning of the season, Duke was our main scorer. And then um, after that, Shea was our main scorer. But... I think um, it really does show how important those two players were for us um, and they've just sort of, I think, I, I don't really want to say it, but I think that there's been a lot of negativity for the players recently. I think that they're, they're feeling quite down. I think that things on and off the field are affecting them. They're probably mentally exhausted. I mean, yeah. we have one of the smallest squads in the championship yeah. and that being said, it it is a, a it is really difficult. Yeah. I mean, um, I don't mean to toot my own horn here, but I'm doing research on mental health and football at the moment, and the the sheer um, unique stressors that are put upon footballers that we we don't understand because no. we're not footballers. No. Um, it does take its toll, and and it's something that unless you are a, a professional footballer, you don't sort of understand. So I think there's a lot going on that none of us see, and I don't think it's something that we all look at in a lot of depth. Oh. But I think that, that there are some things that um, that need to be improved upon. Um, I think it isn't good enough that we have to rely on our strikers to score 
every goal. I think you know a good team. Um, a lot of goals come from other places on the field. Yeah, yeah. Um, Morrow was scoring quite a few for us. He has had a good. Do you know what? He's had a great. Season. He's had a really good season. I, I think that while I don't rate him extremely highly as a defender, I don't think he's a fantastic defender. I don't think he's quite good enough as a centre back to get us off. I know that might sound brutally harsh, um, but I do love Morrow. He's been a great. He's a great leader on the pitch. You can see that. Um, he's chipped in with what six goals this season. That's fantastic. Um, but to be honest, are you expecting us to get up? No. After the last few seasons no. of struggling to stay up on the final day, I think that's a, a massive thing that we've all got carried away with oh. this season, is that we, we should not be aiming for playoffs because of how we've been. Yeah, I think if you go back to like my first video that I ever did on this channel, it was a season prediction on where everyone's going to finish. I thought we'd finish 13th. I said we'd finish 13th, and that was me being optimistic as well. I said anywhere above like 16th, and I'm happy. And I stand by that, I've always stood by that. It's gradual progression. We weren't going to go from bottom three all of last season to top eight all of this season, which is what we've pretty much done. That's a phenomenal turnaround. Yeah. Look, I know we, we sat here in the car against Ipswich, uh, Ipswich, against Preston, and said he should have made this sub, he should have made that sub. We do that because it's constructive analysis of the game. You've got to look at it from that standpoint because you've got to look at you know what if and where we could have improved. But it's not putting Monk and the players in the firing line. No, we don't want to do that. It, but we, we like to discuss things. We never want to do that. Yeah, we, we. It's not. We're not trying to create some witch hunt, which we feel like some people might get the wrong end of. But it's not about that. I think um, we we like to uh, analyze things and see things in a slightly different light. I think we like to uh, sponsored by KFC. <laughs> can I just say that like. <laughs> As of recording this, it's mine and Emily's two-year anniversary today. Oh. Um, so you can wish us happy anniversary in the comment <laughs> section. Or you can tell us to go away, you sad losers. Um, but how, what a delightful treat. She gets a KFC and a podcast filming for her anniversary. So After a day at work. After a day at work, so, you know, yeah. Yeah, no, I think on, on our channel we like to um, analyse things in a slightly different way. I think there's a lot of... Um, there's a lot of description about Blues, but I like to think we go a little bit more in depth, understand different standpoints, understand different ways of thinking. And I think when we spoke um, at, at the Preston Review, saying about how Monk should have done this, should have yeah. done that, it wasn't saying, oh, for goodness sake, why didn't he do this? Yes, we were we were incensed by the fact that we lost in the 94th minute. But we weren't like, angry at the we players were, specifically, no. or Monk, it was just... It was frustrating, there's things he could have done better. It was just mainly bad the substitutions, luck. which I think a lot of people agreed on on Twitter. Mm. Monk substitutions were questionable that day. They haven't been great all season, but it's just to point out the fact that this is where he can improve. He's a young manager, he's going to improve, he's got lots of um, time to improve, and he will continue to do that the more he develops, but he needs to work on his substitutions. But back to the point I wanted to make, and I'm glad you brought it up. <clears throat> We can't keep relying on Adams for goals. Mm. We can't. We, we relied on Duke for too much. Adams thankfully stepped up. Yeah, he wasn't looking then, like scoring too many when Duke was on no. fire. To be fair, was he? And so. then they were sharing it. Then Adams has gone on and scored them all. Our midfield simply don't contribute enough with goals. They simply don't. Morrison scored six. Fantastic. Um, Harley Dean needs to be contributing one or two or three. I think he's got one this season. He needs more than that. There definitely needs to be more goals coming from the likes of Magoma. Hotter, especially. Hotter massively. And Rabti, I'm just sort of... I think I'm, he's had enough of a running. No, I think that it's unfair to be like, he should be scoring goals straight away because he shouldn't be. And Mahoney, to be fair to him, he's in and out of the team, so I don't think it's fair to say definitely yeah, the Mahoney needs though. to be yeah. in on it. Um, and Vassell as well. I think he hasn't had enough of a running, but... The way we play, the two holding midfielders, I don't expect too much from them. A couple more goals here and there would have been nice. Um, but ultimately, our wide players are our more attacking threats. They don't contribute enough goals. If you look at the chances we missed on Saturday alone, Magoma missed a hatful of chances. Not good enough. Whatever the excuse is, it's not good enough. He needs to be scoring at least one of those. Um, Jukovic needs to start scoring again, regardless of what... He does off the ball. It's we can protect him for so long saying that, but he's a goal scorer at the end of the day, and they need to be scoring goals. He's up front. The, the the simple answer is the squad needs to be contributing more goals, and I think Adams has finally the pressure's hit him. Not that he's playing badly, but 
he's not. He's been almost he's marked tired. out. Yeah, I think they're all mentally tired. I think they've been sent on a holiday. I don't know if they've been sent on holiday, but I, I know some gone. of them have gone on holiday, and I wish I could go on holiday. I mean, I can't afford it, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been on holiday in about four years. So. That's awful. Yeah, but, you know, look, it it's worrying. And four defeats, I think it's the goals that worry me more than the defeats. Defeats we can take. We've played some difficult away games, i.e. Hull um, and Preston, both really difficult away games. And Villa was always going to be a tough home game. And Millwall, even that... I know on paper we should have won. No, I was really disappointed with Millwall. Yeah, that was the only disappointing performance. I was, I was, no, I was gutted against Millwall because I just, I watched the team and it just, and I know it's not the case, but it just looked like it was under Steve Cottrell. It just looked like that, uh, I can't think of the right word, but uncohesive team yeah. that just didn't seemed to know what they were doing and it, it, it really incensed me and it really upset me yeah. um, because I know that's not us no, no, and no. I can see that Monk was trying something different but he used different players on the same system. He did the right thing ultimately. I think he should have changed the system. Yeah, look, even the, yeah, style of play. Yeah. <laughs> it was wrong but that again, learning curves for the manager I think. I think it's curves. his first full season in charge of us. Of I think, us, yeah. I think it's, it's important to let him have some time. I mean, the real critics come next season. Well, managers in this day and age in football, they just get chopped and changed so quickly. I think it's really important, especially seeing as everything that's going on in our football club at the moment, we need to definitely... Don Wren smashing up. Oh, for God, I don't even want to talk about him. He can <laughs> just, he can just go away because that is so embarrassing as a professional. I mean, like, to take away from the fact that we're like football hooligans and that. As a professional... That club. Yeah, as a professional, it's awful. In any other line of work, he'd be out the door. Yeah. So I don't understand why it's different in football because if he's going to run our club or help run our club and be our representative to other people in other professional standpoints, and he is the person leading us, get him out because it's just it's it's I, embarrassing. I get, I get he's passionate. I get that he's, he's passionate, he, and he then cares. there's kicking stuff about which isn't his property. No. But that's just my personal opinion because that's the way I was brought up. <laughs> Absolutely. So, how do we go about changing this? Quickly brush over that. How do we go about changing this? Four defeats, no goals. What changes for you? Again, we, out. We've got West Brom in ten days' time. Do you want to know my team? Go on. Go when on, this goes go out, it will I'm be, not going to give mine. It'll be eight days when have, this goes out. I actually haven't had a think about it, but go on. Like, you can give yours. See, this isn't me thinking, this is me instantly going off the bat. What, what I would want to see out there, I want to see camp, I want to see... Colin might be back. Colin, Colin should be fit, apparently. Right then. I will have Colin, Harding, no, Colin, Dean, Morrow and Harding. Then I will have Enrabti, Mahoney, Gardner and Gardner. And then I'll have... See, this is my point. I, this is the thing I've been thinking about. I'm thinking, do we do we completely change and we play five in the midfield and have Shea alone as a striker just to switch things up a bit? Because I feel like we're playing such a flat system at the moment yeah, yeah, yeah. that we are so... Teams can read us straight away and teams know what our game plan is now. And I think it's got to the point in the season where, okay, we're not going to get promoted. If we get points deduction which we might do, we might get relegated, but we also might not. I think we're, we're, we're gonna... a, bit, a little bit too far out. I think we're going to be, we're going to end up being mid-table, so why not try stuff? Why not try something different, play uh, a 4-5-1, or I quite like a 3-5-2, yeah. but I would like to see Shea on his own, or, or Duke on his own, or I'd like to see Vass on his own, because I think that would be really tricky, however. Yeah. I think Vass needs more time. I think I'd like to see Vass sit. I'd like to see Vass play more in the under twenty threes for a bit because I know you've had your ACL snapped twice, and you always say to me, "This keeps getting bought up in every true. podcast. It it's needs true. to stop being bought it's up now." It's true. You say to me about the confidence. Yeah, it's a mental thing. Yeah, I don't think Vass has enough confidence personally to be going out there and going for it because I think he's scared of hurting himself again. Yeah, I think and he that's, is. That's I, I see it in him. I watch the way he runs. I watch the way he moves. I see the fear. And I, I would fear it. I, it's a painful one, but it I is what it is. I think... I don't, I don't trust the 3-5-2. I don't think we've got the players to implement the system. And I don't think our players are intelligent enough, again, with no disrespect, to 
play a system that complex. I really don't. I think that's where I trust them a bit more than you do. You've, when you've or been, maybe I just when you've been watching Blues movie. as long as me. Alright, let's not start this argument again because I'll just end up walking out. <laughs> oh, it's funny. Oh, Mark. Mark Mark was asking how much we're going to miss him while he's on holiday. I say zero. I miss Mark. You miss Mark, I don't. I, he, when he's off camera, all he does is just have a go at me. Or he just insults me. Mark's and my, calls me Jimbo. Don't, don't, ever, don't call me Jimbo. People. I love Mark, honestly. Having Mark around to these podcasts is so enjoyable. You probably guys probably don't know, but I sit in the corner, um, like editing and just doing stuff, and I just sit and listen to these two, and it's so enjoyable. So like, I hope you guys enjoy it as much as I do editing it. So I don't. Yeah, I I enjoy it. I listen to myself on the podcast when they go out. And then my drive to work, I like end up putting myself on. It's really, that's really bad. Isn't that's it? really vain. Even I don't do that, and I am. No, vain. no, no. It's not for myself. I like to go back over Self-critique. it. Self critique. Self critique. So let us know down below what we should critique ourselves on. And don't say his beard because it'll get touchy. No, no. This is going. <laughs> I'm just haven't I've been that busy with uni work that I haven't had time to shave. That's my excuse. Okay. I have had time with uni work. Put a positive spin on this. I'm always positive. The last four games, the Preston flag day was awesome. Yeah, it was. What a great idea. And credit to, I think it was Routley's and whoever else organised the day. Really well done. We shared that on our Facebook page. Really well done, yeah. Yeah. I think not only to encourage fans to get there, we took the whole end. Well done, Blues fans. the atmosphere wasn't at its best. It was okay, um, but I think just the sentiment of the day was was nice. I think it was really, really lovely. Yeah, actually. it was really good. Yeah. I mean, and we were well behaved as we always are everywhere else. I think it would have been really disrespectful to not have been well behaved on that day because yeah, I mean, I, I mean, I think a lot of us know Blues fans that have passed, or we have Blues family members that have passed, or or something like that. So I think it wasn't it. Everyone has someone in their mind that day, so I think if something had kicked off, I would have been really upset because, I mean, I was thinking of everyone that day and I think a lot of people would have been upset because of the sentiment of it. But it was such a lovely day. It was just so unfortunate that it was marred a little bit by the lo- by the conceding in the last minute. So It was yeah. a tough one, look. It was horrible. I said to you it was going in. If you listen you to our vlog, yeah. I go, they're going to score now, and they did. And I was like, oh, come on, Ed. It's a shame, because we could have we should have won that game. We've, you know, looking back, we didn't really speak too much on it. We, we should have. The amount of chances. I watched the highlights on the Sunday afternoon, like, the day after, and I went every miss. I was like, Jesus Christ. We another miss, another miss. It's like how many? Though. No, but is it? Are we that long? I, I don't think the camp spirit is as high as it's been this season. That's a given. But Magoma, how can Magoma miss when Adams plays him a back heel onto the six yard box and he's free and all he's got to do is hit it low and hard? How can you justify him smashing it wide like that? How can you legislate for Yukovic tripping over? Two yards out. I don't think that's confidence. I think that I think Magoma's might be a lack of concentration. Yukovic was maybe Bad. tired legs, maybe. I don't know. I mean, I don't like to criticise the players. He didn't go in for us. No, it didn't. It and didn't. I think it's a it's a mix of mental and physical exhaustion and just bad luck and uh, when you have a negative mindset on things negative things happen yeah so i think it's our our players are struggling at the moment and it's coming out in their style of play we just need to keep being positive because you know what if we don't concede that's a positive yeah i think that's that was the aim. Yeah, it I was think on not Saturday conceded. was to try and at least keep a clean sheet and we'd get a point. Well, that's what at least what it looked like when Monk took off Mahoney. But, but was it because he bought on Hotter, who's not exactly a defensive player? No, I'm not even going to talk about Hotter at the moment because yeah, it's frustrating everyone. At the because moment. I think he's it's he's <sighs> such a, a disappointment. No, I don't think he is. I think he is? at times he runs. He runs us. At times he's the conductor. Okay, about to our three orchestra. games a season he is. I think more than that. I no. just think that when he's bad, he's really bad, and you don't want him anywhere near the pitch. But when he's good, he's unplayable. But do you want someone like that in a team? I just think he's low on confidence. I think he's really low on confidence. I mean, I watch the way he moves about the pitch, and if you watch him compared to when he was playing against like Stoke at um, like around Christmas time when. Confidence was at an ultimate high. 
And do you remember the times before Christmas when Hotter was injured and he was out and people were begging for him back? Yeah, but then... <sighs> Look, shouldn't have took Mahoney off on Saturday. Shouldn't have brought Hotter on. But ultimately, I think... While Hotter is a frustrating player, the times were better with him in. Look, that's just me. I just... We're all allowed different, different, different opinions. opinions. So, for the rest of the season, what's the expectation? Like I said... I said 13th at the start of the season. I'll stick with that, and I'll say if we finish 12th, which would just be in the top half, I'll be delighted with it. You actually said 12th. 12th I or said 13th. Uh, one of the two, I don't know. <laughs> no, I personally think anything above relegation is still... Some positive. Good, because, hear me out, right? If this EFL hearing gets adjourned, or we don't get the point, or we get a points deduction that's put to next season, which would just which be a disaster, would be ridiculous, and I think absolutely pathetic. But you know, I'm not going to get angry. I'm trying to be positive, James. Alright, stop asking me these negative right. questions. But now I think if we do get the points deduction this season, I think it would be swings and roundabouts because we've overachieved this season, and I think. Excuse me. I'm edit that out because I keep burping. But I, 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 remind me of the question. Season expectations. Point deduction. I don't, I don't really have an expectation now. I think we well, got to a point where really I thought. Really target then. Look, I'm just... if you'd asked me four games ago, I would have said ninth. Yeah. If you ask me now, I'm gonna say seventeenth. I mean, the gap is tight. And that's only because the, the gap is tight. The EFL hearing, yeah, and I think if we get a point deduction and we manage to do really well in our next few games, bear in mind we got quite a few tough games. Mind, we've got oh, yeah. Leeds, we've got West Brom, Sheffield United, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So we have got we haven't got many games left, and a lot of the games we have are tough. So seventeenth, I think, is actually quite realistic for sure. But I wouldn't think it reflected the hard work we have done this season. No, 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 absolutely um, not. But if we get points deduction, we really are going to have to scrape for points because we've only got a few games where I think we can realistically get something. Realistically, but this is Blues, and we can somehow win against the most random of teams. Pretty like we beat well. Leeds away and West Brom away. Exactly, but you know, we'll see. We'll see. I think seventeenth would. A nice comfortable finish would, would suit me, if I'm honest. And then hopefully we get the points deduction this season, comfortable finish this season, hopefully. He says this with his fingers crossed. Um, and then we go into next season with no restrictions on our transfer. Obviously we need to be more sensible than we were, um, but we can bring in some quality players well, of, maybe of some calibre and, and build for next season. Maybe we just need to get some staff that sort of understand financial fair play. Because I don't think the Look, staff that I we... Think, I think personally, like, you remember, obviously I wasn't making the channel back then, but when Darren Dean and Jeff Fairtrain, the the first couple of games of the season, how many times did I say to you, our problem is with those two? Yeah. Our problem is with those two. I kept saying it, get rid of Dean, get rid of Vertrain, get rid of Dean, get rid of Vertrain. I said, Vertrain's brought in and and as much as he's a cult hero for, <laughs> for just being a, as bad as he is, he was the one who signed him. Um, Darren Dean is as dodgy as you like. I think if you remember, I put a tweet out. I think it it was about the November time of Cottrell being in charge, and I said there must be something wrong higher up or behind the scenes for for like managers such as um, like Zola, Rowett, and and Cottrell to not be doing so well in Redknapp, and I got absolutely hammered for it. <laughs> for not being a Blues fan for my whole life. But I think that was the point I was trying to make then is that there were bad eggs behind the yeah, scenes. And yes, as okay, well as Cottrell was bad. Yeah, th Zola wasn't great. Awful. Rao was mm. uh, okay. Average. And Redknapp was... Didn't, I, I didn't get Didn't time. get, no, exactly. Didn't get So I think, it, looking at that, you sort of got like average managers, um, and then the backroom staff were just awful. Um, so, but now, our backroom staff are a bit better. So we're doing better. So maybe, I mean, it's a combination of good manager and good backroom staff, apart from people kicking down doors and stuff. <laughs> Whatever you went know. on there, it's just pain for talk. We don't even know. No. No, but look, it is what it is. We've got to pose this one to you. Mid-table, 
obscurity, I say obscurity, mid-table safety with no issues, let's say we finish like 15th. Mid-table obscurity, so a comfortable 15th place finish, nice and boring, mm. or last day survival, we survive again on the last day. Well, I've got rock? really bad anxiety, so I think it might kill me if I have to give you that again. I just, I've seen a load of people saying bring on a last day you know what? relegation fight, would you rather have that or that easy sort of 15th finish this season? I don't know. I, I, when I say survival, I mean we do survive on the last day. I know it's easier said than done, but do, would you rather do, it go down to that? Do the, does the club get more money from the league if yeah, yeah, we finish yeah. higher up? Yeah. Well, then I'll take that. Yeah, I would. And, and, and I'm not trying to be boring, but I just think for what we've gone through and everything, I think the money, we could, if Adams goes in the summer, any money that we get would be beneficial to put towards a, 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 a stronger a striker. Amount. No, but it's something. So obviously we're going to get into a few Twitter questions now. My favourite. I think I think that was the, I think this is the idea of the podcast this week because obviously with the international break, there's not much to talk about apart from England. We're going to watch England on Friday night. So yeah, thanks Charlie, sorting us out with that. Um, um mate. Makes a bit of. I mean, I'd rather be watching Adams than Harry Kane. I'd rather be watching Djokovic than Harry Kane, but that's for that's but different kettle of fish, isn't it? Yeah. You know, Do you know Harry Kane was supposed to be a one season wonder. I remember that. I think my old man said that. <laughs> Proved <laughs> you wrong. <laughs> we got some really good questions this week. I was really happy with them. I'm going to start with the Instagram ones, actually, because I say some of the better ones came on Twitter. They did and they didn't. We'll get through them all, hopefully. I'm going to ask Mark. I'm going to send Mark first because he's asked me a question on Twitter and on Instagram, and he needs to stop bothering me. And on his Instagram, he's put, who's the best-looking BFTV pre presenter? Pick wisely. You always say I have a thing for gingers, so I'll go for Mark. Oh, you're horrible to me. <laughs> you're evil to me. Love you, Mark. No, I. you're both beautiful. Keep keep digging. You're both beautiful. Keep What's digging. wrong with that? Keep digging. I swear, keep... She's walking home. Thankfully, it's only a mile from our studio, so... She knows. She knows. In a few weeks' time, we'll have to walk out the door. Moving swiftly on. Why are the EFL trying to make an example by punishing Blues? I think I can pick up on that one. I think that, obviously, with Blues fans being Blues fans, we're obviously going to go, you know, screw you, EFL. You know, you make an example of some. While they are, and I don't agree with it, we did also stick a middle finger up to the EFL by going, them saying, don't spend, keep it under wraps, you've got some things to sort out, we put you under a soft embargo, as were, I think it was rumoured about 12 to 13 other teams were mm -hmm. under a soft embargo this summer, yeah. which means you limit your spending, don't go and spend anything until we can sort an agreement out, then you can go and spend. And Blues were the only team to go stuff you EFL, we're going to go and sign Pedersen. And they signed him and announced it, and that really annoyed them. And they were already yeah. annoyed because our spending, obviously, someone that's doing it for their dissertation, I've been through our accounts, I've also been through a few other teams and they're not great either, but ours are a joke. Like, the amount of loss we made is beyond a yeah. joke. And you can see why we've been punished. But look, do I agree with the, the way that they're making an example of us? Making us wait, I think more than anything, has hindered us our season. It, it's been horrible. It keeps getting delayed and delayed and delayed. That's bad. The EFL should hang their heads in shame. They should hang their heads in shame anyway the way they've handled the situation. This thing should have been sorted by Christmas. I think uh, I think it really does show an unfortunate light on EFL and football organisations in general. I mean, FIFA has always known for being a little bit corrupt. A little bit corrupt. But I think... I don't think that... Did EFL, a project on that as well. Yeah, I don't think the EFL corrupt. I just think that the way they're run is, is horrendous. Um... They just, they don't have a clue. That's the problem. I, That's think, the problem. I think that they they like to throw rules around and apply them to some teams and not others. I think what they're doing is they're trying to grab onto some sort of power because I don't really think they've got a huge amount of power. Not, they, not compared to the Premier League. They have to go through different courts to be able to enforce these sort of things, whereas the Premier League has a lot more to play with. The Premier League are the Premier League. The Championship hasn't got that sort of status. Well, it's the EFL, isn't it? You know, well, exactly. So I think that they're power, power struggling and they're trying to make an example so people can just say, look, 
we can't do this because this is what they did to this Birmingham City. Yeah. But they're making an example of us to try and make themselves look like a powerful organisation. But at the same time, they're messing around and they're also making They're doing it the wrong way. Like, yeah, they're, they're not doing it the wrong way. If they give us 12 points as well. They also, be... they also let us sign Pedersen. So what they should have done is either let us sign Pedersen and scrap the whole thing, or don't let us sign Pedersen and stick a hard embargo on us, which doesn't let us sign for 12 months. Surely that would have been more sensible. The, the way they've gone about it, though, they, they've let us sign Pedersen and now they're going to suddenly throw a rule at us. Well, why? Well, like I said, we were under a soft embargo. We were warned not to do it. But they had to sanction his move. Yeah, I know they had to sanction his move. Well, they shouldn't have done that. The player was over here. He'd moved over here. He'd agreed to sign. He was moving his stuff over here. The player had agreed to live here. There's not much they could have done. They didn't want to see that player without a club then. Because if he hadn't... If they didn't sanction him to play for Blues, he wouldn't be playing for anyone. That makes any sense. Yeah. So they basically had to sanction him. Which we, that again, is two middle fingers to them. But then again, yeah. were, were the club aware? You can yes. always argue, it, well, if the club were aware, then who started this whole process? Because whoever Same it is should be fired. people that are smashing stuff up behind the club, let's Well, then they should be fired. Moving but swiftly on. I just get really angry about things. Who's the best player apart from Shay, Max, or Gary? Gary Gardner, being Gary, if you didn't. I looked at that earlier and thought, Gary Monk? No, 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 Gary I Gardner. really liked Gary Monk as a player. Who's, a, who's the best player? You can't just pick your favourite either. You've got to genuinely be honest about ability. Can I have five minutes? No, you can't have five minutes. Pick your player, you've got ten seconds. I'm going to pick mine. Where's Harden? I saw some people saying he's overrated the other day. How is the bloke overrated? If you watch him, right, apart from against... Um, apart from against Millwall, where he was really bad, Wes Harding doesn't ever really put a foot wrong for us. I've got mine. Connor Mahoney. Very talented player. I think got he's got so much potential. Every time I see him play, I just think he gets better and better and better. And I, I love watching him play. I, I think he's really, really... He's a good player. I just love watching him. Just inconsistent, that's his problem. Can but go turn up one game and not the other, but that's because he's young. And he doesn't get enough game time, like consistent game time, I think. Sort of. I'd like to sign him permanently, I tweeted that the other day. Um, Joe, Joe asked us what's the situation at Bolton, as in what do you think about the situation at Bolton? With two kisses. He did send me two kisses, thanks Joe. Um, appreciate that, probably Joe. I think the situation at Bolton is they have no money, their owner is... We had this big debate in the car, in the car about it. Yeah, you, you explain it better than me, so go for it. Well, what it is, simply, simply the situation of Bolton is really bad. The, the owner bought the club um, when they were already in financial difficulty. He took the club because he was basically, that they had to take him. Um, over the summer, he's been signing players um, like he did with Christian Deutsch and had an agreement to buy, a loan with a view to buy. Uh, and obviously there was wages agreed where they were paying a percentage of the wages. They weren't even paying the wages. Mm. They full well knew they didn't have the money to sign them in 12 months, 6 months time, whenever the, the loan agreement ended. So they're just cheating the clubs out of a player and money. Yeah. They're cheating everybody out of everything. They're not paying the players. Um, which makes me think, why are they not under the similar sanctions? I'm not too sure how the profit and sustainability works for us and not well, how we're being punished for it and not them and, and all of this. I think the, the EFL get their priorities wrong. Yeah. This is a club that needs them, needs intervention. They need help. They need, like Blackpool, like we were a few years ago, like Charlton. They, um, Charlton less so because they're not in financial difficulty. They need the EFL to step in and intervene. And while it's not as simple as that, because the legal system doesn't allow that to happen, it, they, they don't do enough for me. They can't take the club off the owner, but they can certainly do a lot to, to reduce his power and for them to have more influence. It's a difficult one to get involved with that one, though. Because I mean, I think we could do a whole whole podcast yeah. on that in, in itself. <laughs> so uh, if any Bolton people want to have a chat with us, but no, I'm, I'm being serious. I'm gonna, I'll get into that one later. I think it's just 
It's not, that's what I mean with the EFL being power hungry. They can't be bothered with clubs that are in trouble, but they want to make an example of ones that are actually financially stable. Yeah. I feel for the Bolton fans because they don't it's deserve awful. it. They, it's not fair. No, they don't deserve and it. North they're, Ferriby. Because they're the ones that and, get hurt. And Ebsley, uh, who were in trouble today. And Macclesfield. Macclesfield. Look, they don't deserve it. None of these clubs deserve it. Just because they've been mismanaged doesn't mean that the fans should suffer. But, no. you know, it's the same for us. Why punish this club of players on the field? For people off the field. For field, people off the field. You're, all you're doing is damaging the players and the fans. They've had nothing to do with it. It's not their fault. Who loves Blues more, me or you? That was my question. <laughs> Why did you ask me a question? <laughs> well, oh, go on, answer that one. Go on. Who loves Blues more? Um, I think we... I would die for this club. I have a... I have a badge on my arm, tattooed on my arm. I think um, I love blues more than a lot of people realise. You do? I give anything. <laughs> all my money goes on blues. Um, and I, there's a whole reason why I moved up here and it wasn't just for you. I, I moved up here because I, she says. I love the area. I love, I love the club. And when I first time I went to watch blues was against Derby. Uh, nearly two years ago in April, so it wasn't that long ago. I literally fell in love with the club straight away, and I was very confused for a few months. And then, <laughs> and then, oh, it was a great game that was. 98th <laughs> minute defeat. You thought Preston was bad. Christ, that one was bad. Then I went to the Huddersfield game. We won a bet that day, though, didn't we? Yeah, 300 quid. I won 300 quid. Thank you. You never win on the bets. I always win. I won 300 quid the other week, but two weeks ago. I won horse racing though. Like five quid. Well, it's because I come from near Cheltenham, you know, I know the stuff. Alright, we'll, we'll but, share the responsibility. But no, I think we love blues in different ways. For different reasons and different upbringings. I think the next one's a question that I'll go into briefly, but it's one that I'm probably going to have to tackle. Um, how come selling shares in your club can get rid of all financial problems? And I know the chat that asked the question, um, messaged me, and was talking about the villa. Um, and it simply is, it didn't get rid of any of their financial issues. Um, the problem was with Villa was that they were um, given a winding up order by the High Court due to an unpaid tax bill. Um, the tax bill, I believe, from what I'd heard, was um, an administration error, so someone had either forgot to pay it or... Um, it hadn't gone through it hadn't Something hadn't been done correctly, I think. The, whoever was responsible was sacked for it. It didn't get any of their... It wasn't financial issues. I think Tony Shea wasn't as rich as he, he did, proclaimed to be. Um, hence why they'd stopped spending money. Not that they were in financial difficulties as such. Um, they've sold shares, yes, to these very, very wealthy people. Um, from I think they're Egyptian. I don't know where they're from. I don't care about the villa, so I don't North listen. African. I, I keep up with every football club. Every you football do, club, I know. Um, and they're under no, as in financially, they're very wealthy. They are, like Wolves, Wolves are very wealthy. The problem is with Villa, if they don't go up this season, they are going to be in the same boat that we're, the, we're in this season, if not worse. Because the amount of money they've spent, the parachute payments end this summer, um, TV money and all that is reducing as we speak. They are in big trouble if they don't go up. They simply are. They've spent way too much money to have had no success on the pitch to go up. And it wasn't sustainable. And if because this is the third year, if this third year isn't successful, then financial fair play and profit and sustainability comes down on them like a ton of bricks. And they're in trouble if they don't go up. Hence why they're making a late dash. Hence why Dean Smith came in so early on. They sat Bruce quite quickly. In the season, but you know Hence the EFL will come down on them. The EFL will not come down. Yes, on they them. will. They have no choice because they they make the they make the example of Blues this season, which they will, and they will come down hard on us. Then they've got to come down just as hard, if not harder, on the Villa. I'm sorry, but it's 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 the rules. It's the rules. Should and would are two different things. No, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. But, no, look, mark my words. I'm not an idiot. Most people think I am, but I'm not. Um, should we go to some Twitter questions? I'll get through a quick few of these quickly because I don't want to ramble. Uh, how many points are you expecting realistically over our next three games? West Brom away, Leeds at home, Sheffield United at home. Three. Three from a possible nine? Yeah. Where are they coming? Well, realistically... Uh, uh, 
No, uh, I've gone with nah, draw, nah, draw, dropped, draw. Now nah, you've dropped yourself in it. <laughs> I think I've gone with it in my mind. No. Went, draw, draw, draw. There's no so, way we're drawing all of them. Well, I think three is fair. I just don't know where they're coming from. Call me stupid. Don't call say me, like nine. Call me stupid. We're getting six points. Can I go with four? With Promise four? you. With four of you. Okay? Right, right. Hear me out. Right, you can come back to this because I can guarantee it's going to be wrong and then I'm going to get laughed at. We're going to beat West Brom away, first of all. I just get that feeling it's going to be one of them games. They're under the temporary management. I can see it. They're under temporary management. We've got a fully, fully fit squad back with Max coming back and all that. Players should be refreshed, recharged. They're going to want to... It's been a bad couple of weeks. I think they feel like they've let us down a little bit. Not that we're going to say that to them. They're going to want it. I think West Brom is still a club in transition now because of the sacking. I'm just very apprehensive. We're going to want it. And then I fancy us against Sheffield United. I don't know Do why. you? I don't know what. What have you been drinking? What is in that Coke? Pepsi, but okay. Oh, no, I'm just saying. I, look, fine. If any West Brom fans or Sheffield United fans see this, come back. And I know there's a few of you that watch the stuff, so come and have a go at me in a minute. I'm only trying to be positive here. This is a Birmingham show. I'm allowed to be positive about I'm us. I'm trying to be realistic here. You're setting your expectations too high. At least we oh. set them low and we try our best and that's all that matters. We might be positive and happy at the end of it. Um, on to Twitter, Birchie um, asked, Hi, my eight-year-old wants to ask, do you think it's a worry that we haven't scored in the last four games? It's Kian. Hi, so, Kian. Hi, Kian, mate. How are you? Yeah, of course it's a worry. It's a massive worry. I think it's the biggest worry. You know, like like we said earlier, it's bigger than the losses in terms of a worry because... Should we sign Kian? Goal, goals are a confidence thing. Let's yeah. sign Kian and then you can play up front for us, mate, and maybe you can help us with the goals. But I do think it is a bit of a worry. I'll do better um, than <laughs> <laughs> I'm leaving. Yeah, okay. No, look... It is a worry. It is what it is. I don't think... I'd like to think we have a bounce back ability in the squad, but it's gonna be tough. It's gonna be tough. Keep it... your fingers crossed for us, mate. You know. Yeah, for sure. Keep praying. Mark Stu, uh, Stever, Stever. Sorry, Mark. Um, okay, if you and Emily were stuck on a remote island with five Birmingham players, w- uh, <laughs> uh, which oh, no. which five current Birmingham players would you not want to be stuck on there with? Not want to be stuck on. Not there. want to be stuck on there with. I'll go through my five. Lee Camp, because he's going to drop, drop all Lee Camp supplies. Let's be honest. All Lee Camp supplies. Lee Camp supplies. <laughs> Tongue twister. He's going to drop everything, because let's be honest, as much as I rate him, he can't catch a ball for, for the toffee. You're rude. Um, Craig Gardner, because he just looks like he'd annoy you. Genuinely, he just looks like he'd annoy you. I swear he would. <sighs> Magoma, because you'd mistake his head for a pineapple. That's rude. That's not rude. He's got a pineapple on his head. How is that rude? I think... I don't know. And then, I think... if It depends if you're there. I wouldn't want Yukovic because I just know you'd pine over him for the whole time. <laughs> Stop saying things like that. And then it's not funny. It's embarrassing. <laughs> you got a thing for Vass as well. No, only because he waved at me at Swansea and I was like, what? So we're not having Vass either. So I'm going with Magoma, Camp, Gardner, Duke and Vass. I wouldn't have David Davis because... Dear. Because I I imagine he'd be the sort of person that would be really funny and he'd just wind me up to the point that I'd just get really angry and run off. Yeah, but Craig's the Joker apparently, so like, it'd be the same thing. Yeah, but I like Craig, so no. I'd want Craig. Um, you got to think practically. Um, I wouldn't want... Harley Dean, because I imagine the same thing. I'm at, I just all the jokesters because when I get in a grump, I don't want to be like annoyed. So nobody talks to her. Yeah. Um. I wouldn't want. Um. Um. I don't know. That's really tough because I like all of our players. No, you got to pick five. You got um, two. Hotter and Max, only because if they try and speak about me behind my back, I know what you're saying. So I, I wouldn't want them. For that reason. One more? Um, I don't know. I'm really struggling. I'm trying to... <sighs> she likes all the players. I love everyone. No. Morrison. Morrow. I love Morrison, but I'm just thinking, I don't know who else. So the first person that came to my head is Morrison. I like Morrison as well. All showing from you. I know, I just, I wouldn't want to not have, I would want everyone on the island with me. You're weird, man. 
You're, you're so weird. I love everyone. I'm such a loving person. I think a lot of these questions have been aimed to wind M up tonight. Can the question of why Craig Gardner is still featuring the team be mentioned just to Right, Lee. I saw that. <laughs> right, I think that people are really harsh on Craig because, bearing in mind, when he first played for Blues, he was something else. He was he was like a completely different player. Back in the day. You've got to remember that he's now pushing on the... Uh, on the wrong side of 30. Yeah. Um, he is a different player, he doesn't get played as much, um, he, he just, he's not the player he was and I see him for Craig Gardner, the passionate, uh, experienced player that when he comes on he can make a difference but I'm not sure whether he's a, I think he's more of a squad rotation player rather than sort of like a impact sub or, or a, starting 11 player, but I think there's nothing wrong with having him there because he is Blues, he epitomises Blues, he has the passion, he has the drive, he has the motivation and he's sounds hilarious. I'm so sorry Lee, I'm not getting wound up. We can do a couple uh, more, a couple more questions. Would you swap Keith for Craig yes. and play the brothers together? Yes. As personally they play better together than apart? Yes. Thanks Bastian. I, do you know what I uh, it's tough one because I've been calling for Craig to come in for a few games now. But I've been calling for Craig to come in ever since the Blackburn game. But Gary and Kiftenbeld at the weekend, Kiftenbeld especially, was a monster. He was so good. Um, you couldn't drop him. You couldn't drop either of them after the weekend. The only thing that lacked was a finishing touch, and that's simple as. I usually would call for Craig, but at the minute I can't, so no. For me, no, but... I'd like to see him and Keith... I think um, Craig will go in the summer, personally. But that, that'll get us on to our last question. But uh, Chris said, What's Monk's loyalty to Magoma all about? Mahoney looked our biggest threat at the weekend and was dragged off. Numerous occasions this season, Mags has been below par and looks to be um, replaced and ends up staying on. Very odd. I think it's a good question. I completely agree I with you, I do see that. I do. I completely agree with you. And I, I don't understand why Magoma's playing all the time when actually Mahoney seems to be a lot better. But I, I don't get it. Is there something in his contract think, saying that he has no. to play a certain amount of games or, or what? Because I, I, I think a lot of us just don't understand. I think I'd answer that one simply from the only thing I can see as being the only reason is that defensively, Magoma offers us a lot more than Mahoney. Does he? Yes, he does. And I think that the defensive structure of the team is imperative the way Monk plays and he likes that pace and strength especially that Magoma brings that Mahoney doesn't. I think it's that's why. I think if you if the way you view a game, it depends on person to person. And the way I see it, I think I've always said to you, attack is the best one with defence. Well yeah. I would like to have attack, more attacking but player on This is but why Monk favours him, I'm telling you this is why he favours exactly. him. Exactly. Monk likes a different style of game to what I would personally I'm like. I'm not disagreeing. So. Mahoney should start the next game as well. Yeah. He should start against West Brom and at the minute he looks like our best winger, but I think that's why he favours him, is because of the, the defensive side of the game. He likes to keep it solid. And I think uh, on Saturday, he didn't want to lose that defensive side of it. So, uh, it didn't make any sense to me either, but... We all booed. We, I, I, no, I think me and you, we didn't boo. What, we, we just, didn't boo, we just stood there like, we just what like, is what? going on? <laughs> I think the final question to round this podcast off, and it's going to be quite a big one. If you were Monk, who would you both offload in the summer if you were allowed to replace them? So you just forget about who you're going to replace them with because that's a different question. Who would you get rid of? Let's go through the 18, I would say. I'll go through mine quickly. Camp, keep, but try and get as a backup now. Try and get in the first team. Um, Harding, keep. Dean, keep. Morrison would just about keep. I think we're short on centre-back, so Roberts, keep. Pedersen, keep. Um... Cogley can be loaned out for me. Mahoney, I think, I don't think we're going to sign him. And I would probably say maybe not, because I think he'll come with a pricey wage. So, um, David Davis, I sit on the fence with at the minute. Um, I don't think he's offering us anything at the minute, so I'd probably lean towards get rid of him. But I think if he's on his game, he's going to be a great player to have in the squad. So that's why I lean on the edge. Craig can go for me. Gary, we need to sign. Keith Bell can stay for another summer. Um, Hotter can go.
for the wages and if we can command a decent fee for him, 5 million. Uh, Magoma, squad rotation player for next season. This is allowing us if we can build and spend some money on some pieces of quality. You, I think we're short on strikers anyway. We're going to need another one because Adams is going to go. Not that I want him to go, but he's going to go. Jukovic stay, Vassell stay, uh, and Rabti's going to stay anyway. Um, Truman, loan him out because we can get another goalkeeper in, hopefully. Um, and then outside of that, it's... You know, obviously we need to get rid of those dead wood. So, Grounds, Stockdale, Kujak, Stewart, all of those players need to go. And we need to get rid of those dead wood players. There's not much out of the squad you can trim, apart from uh, wages. It, it depends to me on what your aim is. A lot of them would become squad players for me. If, if, if no, I mean, to me. My, my 18 or whatever, what's the goal? If the goal is promotion... Next season it would be to obtain probably a top 10 finish. Right, so that for me, that differs to what promotion squad would be. So I think obviously mine is the same as Emily's. I think we're going with the same sort of yeah, I think so. sort of people. We know who needs to go, who needs to stay. There's not much you can trim from the squad for next season. Um, um, you know, I think he's going to be looking at a top ten finish next season, providing there's no obscurities on the club. So it's going to be a tricky one over the summer. It's going to be an interesting one, I think, to cover as well. I think that I'm dreading it. <laughs> I'm absolutely dreading it. Yeah, the podcasts are going to be fun over the summer. Well, they should be anyway. I'm really worried because I feel like Djokovic is going to leave and I'm not going to be able to get a shirt this summer. <laughs> I don't so... th I don't think Djokovic is going anywhere, to be honest. I think Monk likes him too much. I don't think he's going anywhere. But I think that just about rounds up episode four of the Birmingham Fan TV podcast, guys. Thank you so much for joining us. I think I think the podcasts are getting better. I'd like to think they're getting better. They're better when Mark's here and not me. No. Mark knows his no, stuff. Tell I'm Emily, just a girl. Tell Emily she did okay, guys. She'd appreciate that. Um, and thank you so much, guys. I, I know these are growing in popularity. I'm glad you're enjoying them. I'm trying to work out a system where we can keep them interesting. It's a podcast. It's more of an in-depth analysis. So bear with us, guys. And know that... There's an in-between, and I know that they are long-winded, but that's the idea of them. Um, I hope you are enjoying these. Please go and follow us on the other ones as well. If you're watching on YouTube, go and follow us on iTunes and Spotify. And if you are listening on Spotify and iTunes, come over to YouTube as well and drop us a like. And just give us a rating on all of those, guys. We're massively appreciated. But drop us a comment, drop us a like, subscribe if you haven't already. And if you haven't already, um, come and like us on Facebook because... Emily runs that. I'm running that and I need you guys to support me over there. So I'm not very good at it, so I need you guys to input as much as you can. Just drop anything or anything in the page. We'll discuss it. It's sort of like we're going to be like a podcast, but not a podcast. We're going to be a group chat. Yes. That's the hope. It's a community. That's what we're building here, guys. You have to get on board with us. I know a lot of you were critique of us at first. I think it was more the name that's put people off. But trust me, guys, we're building something here. and we <laughs> We're not clever enough to think of a better name. <laughs> no, we but trust us, guys, it's only going to get better. The summer's going to have a whole revamp, and we're going to really push this one. So... Join us next week for the West Brom preview, West Brom for West Brom review, and the podcast, which will become, which will be before that. There's Marky Mark. Mark's back, so get your questions in for next week, guys. But thank you so much for joining us, and we will see you next week with what is to be a final and busy quarter of the season, guys. Keep right on. Keep right on.